Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Sun is shining in New York City. It's Friday. And apparently, I didn't get the memo. Yeah. Chris Kenny joining us right now. It's Alan Hahn <laughs> with J. Will. And today apparently is Top Button Day yep. on dress shirts. <laughs> I didn't know that. Both Cece and I are in style and... Alan, I'm dressed in black what because I'm a Jets to, what fan. What happened to you? Is this a wardrobe morning? malfunction? This is this is an early morning. I think that might match. Okay. <laughs> it's black. You can't go wrong, right? Were, were the well, lights actually on in your closet when you were picking out your clothes? No, no, they oh, weren't, okay. Chris. They weren't? No, no okay. I used, I, this is what I do. When I, when I get dressed in the morning because I don't want to wake up everybody, my wife especially, this is what I do. I put up the little, you know, I find my <laughs> way around, okay? So I just looked at it. I said, black kind of matches with just about anything. That works for me. Did you okay. shower this morning before you came in the studio? Are you getting a yes, clean Jay. sweat? Yes. Yeah. As yes. Alan likes to call it. Alan, yeah, the clean sweat Alan thing, Yates. I don't get it. But you said, Jay said he tried to, to I air tried dry. to air dry this morning. I he couldn't tried do to it. Air dry. You couldn't do it. Too much water everywhere. Yeah. Just, it was, uh, it was reckless. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I, I don't know if I'm a big fan of the air drying thing. Like, I need to make sure that, you know, we got everything taken care of. Yeah, it's just, it was, it made me feel uncomfortable because yeah. I had to close all the blinds. And it was still dark in the morning, but I still felt uncomfortable. Yeah. You, you know? don't want to be swampy. Putting on your clothes. By the way, once you have, you know, you're gonna have now multiple kids. Yeah. Once you do that, you'd never really wanna. Yeah. Like you gotta cover up quick because with kids they're like ninjas. Like you can lock the door, they'll they'll find a way in. (laughs) Tell my just tell my daughter (laughs) you're gonna learn today. Your kids are Jimmy in the locks. You're gonna learn today, daughter. You're gonna learn today. All of a sudden, (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna traumatize. You're gonna learn today, Amelia. Okay, (laughs) you just don't come in daddy's room. (laughs) Grown man stuff is happening in daddy's room. Wow, I'm not gonna do that. It is. Can't can't bounce back from that. There is no coming back from that. You can't unsee that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, you understand yeah. though. Look, I, I, we've had the situation where it's you know it's finally it's, you know it's just some mommy and daddy time, and all of a sudden just somebody comes down like Tom Cruise like from the ceiling, and it's like, what are you? How did you even get in here? <laughs> so always lock the door when the, mommy and daddy go. That's what you're trying to tell me with multiple kids. It, absolutely. He's saying it doesn't matter. It if doesn't you lock the matter. Door, you just doesn't what I matter. say is don't trust anything. Always just prepare yourself because. You know, it's especially I have three girls. See, 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 I need this, right? Because mm. my son is due. Uh, we're in the right well, zone right now. You and your boy is different. When it's just you two at home, all bets are off. Okay, but yeah. But, the girls are in the house. But see, I, I, I'm going to have two now. So, I, you know, my wife has a lot. We have, we have a lot of conversations about these, these are the last days that we're going to be as a family of three. You know, now we're going to be what? a family as four. That's... And, you know, we're not going to get a chance to spend the same time together. You know, so she's anxious about it. My dog, his name is Denzel Washington. You would think that's a name of strength. My dog is more anxious than my wife. I'm like, I just, I am stressed out. Dogs can sense that. How is my life going to change from one well, to two kids? I could tell you're stressed out. I know it's emotional time for you right now, and I totally yes. understand it. I'm the but Carl Thomas of ex-basketball players yeah, right now. That's it, how I feel. It is, a, it, is a, <laughs> it is also, Chris, it's really affecting Jay. Hmm. Not just mentally, but physically. Hmm. Okay. As we saw this morning on his uh, Instagram story as he was walking in the I building. I didn't get a chance Whoa, to Whoa, wait, wait a minute. I didn't see it. I didn't get a chance happened? to post No, I didn't see it. it. Can I, I you think, give me the play-by-play? I think we might have it. Do we have it to show at least um, on television? Uh-oh. That's something I think we do need to see. Hmm. There was a moment walking. Oh, here it is. Look at that. Beautiful, Beautiful. moon Beautiful. over the East River. I was feeling here at the seaport. Jay saying good morning to everybody. Walking up, there's our yeah. front door. Oh, oh, man down, man down. Then the screen goes dark though, <laughs> and, and then I, we, I'm like the camera's still okay. 
<laughs> no, you're not right, okay, wait. Jay. You're not okay. Jay hits life you're alert. You're not okay. Did you have your life alert? There were about five curse words that came out. Like, <laughs> he's, God. He's falling beep, beep, and he can't beep, get up. Yeah, I, yeah. I need help. Because I was, you know what? You have those mornings where I was like, you know what? It's going to be. Because you got to be, you know, a videographer these days in yeah. order to continue to build social media. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to capture the moon. I got Brooklyn, the backdrop. Oh, it was beautiful. And I'm coming to work at, you know, 4.50 in the morning. I'm You're trying to in. set the stage yeah. for KJZ. I had my long jacket on. Yeah. I felt like I was a baby shaft. Yeah, yeah. I was feeling good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I just tripped mm-hmm. over my own foot, drop foot. Just drop foot got me again. Did they ever find the sniper that ended up? No, I never <laughs> found him. Never found him. <laughs> it's oh, okay. a murder mystery, unsolved. It's unsolved. We have no idea what happened. You know, we have that moment, though, where everybody's had it, where you fall and you look up and you're like, Oh, nobody saw yeah, me. Yeah, that's the yeah, And then I recognized that my camera was still on. I'm like, damn it, my camera did not turn off. Right. When you see oh, Jay man. and then all of a sudden you see pavement, something really bad happened. But luckily you got up. We're able to come No in injuries. Here, I'm, I'm okay. Show. But it's, you're going through something right now. Yeah. We, we feel it. We definitely feel it. What we have right now going on is opening day yesterday where everybody except, of course, the Washington Nationals and the Mets got to open their season. And that is, a, is what happened to you Yankees yesterday. So really, said, really, we're going to bring that up? I said our Yankees. No, I meant to say our Yankees, you, you but said I kind of said yours. Yeah. I wanted to see if it affected you. see what he's doing to us, Al? You see how he's trying Already to take that subtle mistake. jab at Already us? Driving You're mistake. teeing up Mets Nationals. Yeah. And we're not even going to get into the Yankees. And then he just wants to I don't even know. Wants I don't to know. He wants to throw a little jab out there. Extra innings run because some... They put some guy on second base like it's oh, Little was, League. That was messed up. What, what is that rule anyway? Yeah. No, what was going you know, hitless in those runners in scoring position? What was that? But Aaron, that's, Ju- that's the Aaron Judge well, with the bases juice. We're going to have a conversation Ooh. about that. Come on, man. We're going to have to talk about that, man. Son. But you know what else we could talk about? Because, again, it's opening day, so baseball begins, and we had nice weather, and then we had snow in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> it all kicked off when we, we had, had Buster on that, yesterday, and he was in the rain, in the sitting rain. outside in cold and watching in D.C. Then we had, then we had uh, it was right, and then we had a home run that wasn't. Then we had a home run that was, we slide into second base, and then because we didn't know it went over the wall. There was a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, that Justin, happened. Justin Turner owes Cody Bellinger one, by Oh, the way. yeah, he does. He owes you yes, one on that one. You can't do that. You yeah. can't come on, do that. Yeah, come on, bro. Dave Roberts tried to clean it up bro. after the game. I'm like, come on, Dave. Home, home runs is how we make our money. You can't can't do that. You, you can't took, do you that. You just took some money out of my pocket <laughs> exactly. by not paying attention. But then we also had cleats. Hmm. Hmm. And on the feet of Bryce Harper were cleats um, that were pretty special before the game of the Philly Fanatic. Did you see them? I did see so, them. So it, if they were they were kind of cool looking. He didn't wear them during the game, but still yeah. before the game was kind of a cool. Again, baseball and its personality, trying to show the personality. And that stuff's important. So that was cool before the game. And it just made me think about – like power rank the worst mascots in sports. Like the most, the most unnecessary. Oh, the worst. The most unnecessary. Philly fanatic's been around forever. Like he's older than me. Like yeah. that's you know, and that's pretty old. So to have a Philly fanatic around, like that's kind of cool because you're just used to it. It's goofy. Mm-hmm. You mess around with like Tommy Lasorda and like all these other you know people in baseball. It was a cool thing about baseball. But then you're like you're looking at some other mascots and you're like, is that necessary? Like in the same city, you've got the Philadelphia Flyers have a mascot they call Gritty. Mm-hmm. And Gritty's kind of uncomfortable to be around. <laughs> Is he? You know what I mean? He's just this big orange puff thing with the weird look. Like, he's got okay. that look that, you know, it, you don't really want him looking at you. Like, <laughs> why, why is he looking at Like, you know, it's one of those where you grab your kid. We're showing him right now. There he is. Okay, yeah. Gritty makes everything look at his uncomfortable. Eyes. Yeah. He's like, that's Adam Gase. <laughs> wow. That is, that <laughs> is crazy up. eyes he killer, just, Adam Gase. <laughs> <laughs> 
No that, question. He looks that like wrong? Chewbacca, no. like an orange Chewbacca. No, that's Adam Gates that's, at his, at his press Gase. conference. <laughs> yes, it is. That is it. And that, see now that is that necessary? The things he's doing there. I don't know. There was a there was a mascot that the Islanders had years ago. They called Niles. Play on words. Mm-hmm. Uh, this poor guy. It was during the worst of times for that franchise. This poor guy would be in the stands, and like not only would it be like Ranger fans would beat him up. Islander fans would beat him up. Like, he would walk around because he had the old Fishman jersey on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you'd ever see a mascot beat up by his own fans in the stand because they just didn't want him around? No, I haven't. That's pretty embarrassing. Wow. So, does anyone else want to contribute to this, by the way, of some of the worst I'm trying to think of some of the worst mascots. The The San Diego chicken. No, that's that's a famous one from the 70s. A little bit weird. Yeah. Odd to have a chicken, you think? Yeah, it's just a little bit. I'm like, you're the Padres, but there's a chicken there. Yeah, why not? That's strange. That is strange. (laughs) Chicken's okay. All right, well, you know what? Since you guys aren't really contributing to this, I'm trying to think of them. 888. The Demon is kind of but it's like an older guy with a yeah, long that's, nose. Yeah, that's like, that's really uncomfortable. That is going yeah. right up to the line exactly. without crossing it. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> come like, come on, in, like a come on into the 21st century. Come on now. <laughs> that, that definitely is an odd one. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you can tell me of the worst mascots in sports, and no one say Spike Lee. We love Spike oh, that's Lee. Cold blooded. No, you can't Leave Spike that. alone. Nobody was thinking He's about Spike guy. Lee. Nobody was thinking about it until you said it. Why would you do what? something like that? People are we like just that. now got Spike Lee back in the garden. I See? love Spike. Come on, you man. See that look he gives you? He gave you Come on. same look he gave me yesterday, Michael Strahan, and I got played yesterday. You I got did. played. You did get played. I got played by that April happened. Fools. And I, okay, you all right? I'll bounce back. You got through it. But yeah. what is it with this starting April Fools jokes like the day before? Like, why I don't are we know doing when that timetable starts. March 31st. Like, what are we doing? It's BS. You just get rid of April Fool's because this is like every time it happens, you're like, that was lame. Except, yeah, how about except that what Shefty yeah. did to Mina Kimes, though. That was pretty epic. That was good. Because he had everybody believe in something when he went to Twitter. Anyways, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 for the worst mascot in sports as we'll get you now involved in the conversation. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 where J. Will fell. Will the Jets <laughs> botch the draft? Of course they will. But I'll explain that next after Jay has this from O'Reilly. I fell and I'm still trying to get up. Here we go. (laughs) Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for their spring break deals on lawn and garden batteries, tools, brick kits, and more. Kick off the season right with fresh batteries for your lawn and garden gear. For a limited time, purchase any Super Start lawn and garden battery and get a $10 gift card after mail-in rebate. Don't miss out on the savings. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. I think Zach Wilson, because of the situation in New York, has to go be spectacular. When you watch the pro day, everyone's so enamored with the throw across the field. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Imagine that. Oh, this, this is his intro song? Ooh. This is who our boy's intro song is? I would think this would be a good walk-up song. This for is a oh, great yeah. walk-up song oh, yeah, for right. him. This title of this yes. album, it was written? Yes. Like it was written that his Jets are going to take a quarterback now, at two? You see, now again, like we're, we're trying to bring Mike Greenberg into the show right now on a Goodyear hotline, or maybe not. I don't know if it's a hotline when you're sort of in the same studio. He's next door. But Greeny, yeah, literally next door, <laughs> but getting ready for his show, of course. Get up. Um Greeny, I guess Chris just already went there. I was going to try to, like, say hello, good morning, yes. know, not just go right to Jets. But since he did, the Jets yesterday uh, put out season ticket holder, um, was it advertisement or whatever it was, and on it was Sam Darnold, which I know how I reacted. <laughs> I'm wondering how you reacted to seeing Sam Darnold there. It, did it make you crazy, or did you feel like – Oh, yes. Adam Schefter is the one who tweeted it out with the ticket information. And Schefter's saying, does the Jets ticket department know something others don't while they have Sam Darnold there? When you see it, does it make you crazy or do you feel like it's all part of the Greeny, plan? I do want to say that was released on April 1st as well. Yeah. <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> it, it is actually just on their website. If you go to the New York Jets website right. and you click on ticket information, then it pops up a huge picture of Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. And actually, he is the only player that is shown. It just says Sam Darnold 2021 New York Jets tickets. Yes, my initial reaction was, I mean, what could be more typical of the Jets? It's like last year when the New York Jets Walter Payton Man of the Year Award um, finalist was a player they had released a month before. (laughs) Uh, Those are the kinds of things that can only happen to a franchise like the Jets. But then people calmed me down. I mentioned it to Dan Graziano and he said, look, he's the only quarterback on the roster. He is on the roster. Who exactly did you want them to put on the picture, I mean, Jamison Crowder, who, no, people aren't buying tickets to go see that. <laughs> they don't have a lot to sell. And my re- response was, look, they have a new coach who happens to be the coolest looking coach in the National Football League. He looks like he should be, you know, in, a, in an X-Men movie. So I think that they could have put a picture of Robert Sala on there. But one way or another, those are comparatively small things. Yes, they are the kinds of things that make you crazy on a day-to-day basis. But the things that really make you crazy are when Steve Young who would be in a position to know, Mm. is on KNBR in San Francisco saying the 49ers really want Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson's family really want him to wind up in San Francisco. Mm. And everyone is just trying to figure out a way for that to happen. That's the stuff that really matters. Who the Jets put as a picture on their ticket site is of, at, at best, secondary consideration to that. But, Greeny, it feels like it's setting up for the Jets to take Zach Wilson. Like, it just seems like it's almost a foregone conclusion that this is going to happen. My question to you is, as a Jets fan, I know it's hard to have confidence in anything the organization is doing, but how much optimism do you have that this regime with Joe Douglas and Rob Sala won't do to Zach Wilson what the prior regime did to Sam Darnold? Well, I mean, well, let's start with this. You have nowhere to go but up. 
Uh, the previous regime was as bad as any regime could ever be. Look, I have rooted for the Jets all of my life, and there are many people listening to this conversation who have rooted for a lot of terrible teams. I'm thinking of fans in Cleveland who went through the last 15 or so years with the Browns and all these different places where you might have rooted for terrible teams. It can't be worse than the Jets have been the last couple of years between the combination of Mike McCagnan, who probably drafted as badly as any person in the history of the NFL to hold that job for as long as he did, and Adam Gase, who I think coached the Jets as badly as anyone I've ever seen do any job of any sort in any field or endeavor. So they have nowhere to go but up, and they have destroyed Sam Darnold. That's the tragedy of all of this. It's certainly a shame, at least for his perspective, is that they had a guy who three years ago was more highly anticipated, more highly touted than Zach Wilson is now. Every draft analyst we have, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, you ask any of them, Sam Darnold was a better prospect three years ago than Zach Wilson is now. The Jets turned him into someone that they'd be lucky to get a third-round draft pick for. So that in and of itself tells you just how horrific and dysfunctional and completely inept they have been for the last few years. So they have nowhere to go but up. Now, having said that, the little bit that we've seen so far from Joe Douglas, I generally like. We've seen we've had no opportunity to see anything from the new coach, but based on everything that you hear from people who've played for him and people who know him, everyone seems to love him. So I go into it with optimism, and and we'll see what happens. They have a very valuable commodity. They have the second pick in a draft where there are a bunch of quarterbacks that people want. They have another first-round pick coming up. They have a ton of draft capital. So they have the opportunity, if they get it right, to turn things around reasonably quickly. And let's see if they do. Greeny, I want to follow up on what you were just talking about before, what Steve Young said, and that connection between Zach Wilson and the 49ers. Now, we know Joe Douglas learned uh, under the tutelage of Ozzie Newsom, So he's he's learned from the best. And then, of course, you have Robert Sala, who you mentioned. Where does he come from but San Francisco? With the Niners moving up to three, I always believe relationships are always there and they're always talking. Did the Niners know something about what the Jets are doing at two to feel like we don't have to make a deal with the Jets because we know what they're doing and we're going to move up to three and still get the guy that we want? For some reason, when I hear what what Steve Young said, what I also then you reiterate it, that's the my spidey senses tingling tell me that maybe those two have talked. The Niners know exactly what the Jets are doing, and the Jets have a much different plan than maybe we're expecting. I would agree with the first two pieces of that and not necessarily the third. I think the 49ers and Jets clearly have talked, mm-hmm. and I think the 49ers know what the Jets are going to do. I think, the like, just based upon what all of our insiders are telling me, what Adam Schefter is telling me and what Dan Graziano is telling me and all of the people that I, I trust are telling me the Jets are set on Zach Wilson. And I think it is possible the Jets told the 49ers, look, relationships are important, but they're not giving up the guy they really want. So I think it is also possible, Alan, in your scenario, that the Jets have told the 49ers, we're taking Zach Wilson, and San Francisco is comfortable with three quarterbacks in this draft. They were willing to go to three because there are at least three guys they like. And I think that that third guy... There's part of me that thinks it's going to be Mac Jones, but the bigger part of me thinks it's going to be Trey Lance. And I think that we will know the answer to that question when we see whether or not they trade Jimmy Garoppolo. If Jimmy Garoppolo is still on their roster by the time they make the third pick in the draft, then I would bet you everything I have that that pick is going to be Trey Lance. And if Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded to New England at some point in the next four weeks, 
then I think that the 49ers are going to take Mac Jones. And I, I believe the Jets are taking Zach Wilson. Now, I would be delighted to see them trade out of that spot see. and get the King's ransom mm-hmm. for it. But I have resigned myself to the fact that that's not what they're going to do. No. And so nope. now what you do is you just root for Zach Wilson to be great. No, mm-hmm. Greeny. You are a beautiful mind. There are algorithms in that brain of yours that can see into the future. I don't care what Shefty says. I don't, I don't care what the experts say. I want to hear what you would do if you were the Jets with the second pick. What would you do? Oh, I would definitely trade it. Yes. I, would, I would have traded it. Look, look what San Francisco gave up to go get the third pick. You're talking about two ones and a three. So let's say to go up to get two for a player that je- the consensus seems to be is a higher-touted prospect. Let's say Carolina were to call them right now and say, we will give you two ones, a two, or let's, let's say this, two ones and Christian McCaffrey, or two ones, maybe, the, you know, we'll give you Robbie Anderson back, you never should have let him go in the first place, <laughs> or something like that. I would do it, for sure. These quarterbacks are a 50-50 proposition either way, and I think there is every bit as good a chance that Sam Darnold turns out to be as good as Zach Wilson as not. The only advantage you have in Zach Wilson is financial. And A, the salary cap is about to explode, uh, so the the dollars that you spend right now may not look the same two or three years from now as they do now. B, the Jets have so many high draft picks in the next few years, they're going to be able to fill their roster with a lot of very talented, low-priced players. If you have to spend a few extra dollars for the quarterback, that is certainly well worth doing. So I would have traded that pick already, and I would definitely trade it. But again, I have, uh, Jay, well, I have resigned myself to the fact that's not what they're going to do, but I've always thought it's what they should do. Greeny, you still have a lot of confidence that Sam Donald can be a good quarterback in the NFL. If the Jets do draft a quarterback at two, where do you think the ideal landing spot for Sam would be? I think the best thing that could happen to him would be to wind up as a backup in one of the places where they have one of these quarterback guru coaches. He needs a breather. That, that guy, look, I'll say it again. If Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, you name the greatest, Johnny Unitas, Sammy Ball, I don't care who you want to name, had been drafted by the Jets where Sam Darnold was and everything else had been exactly the same, they would have had no more success than Sam Darnold has had. No one could have succeeded in these circumstances. He's only 23 years old. He needs a step back. He needs to take a breath, and he needs to sort of start all over again. And the best place to do that is with a coach like, I'll just throw the obvious names out there, Andy Reid, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Frank Reich, any of those places. Go, go someplace where he can be a backup spend a year learning and sitting maybe behind a good quarterback, maybe let's just throw out Pittsburgh where he could sit for a year mm-hmm. behind Ben with a great stable organization and a really good coach and maybe a year from now slide in and become the starting quarterback, something like that. I don't think, while I'm sure he wants to be a starting quarterback in 2021, I'm not convinced that the best thing for him wouldn't be to take one year to sort of sit, catch his breath, get his wits back about him. I still believe he has a chance to be a really good player. Greeny, before we let you go and get yourself ready for Get Up and also your radio show from uh, 10 to noon Eastern, Greeny, of course it's called, um, we were doing something at the start of this hour just based off of what Bryce Harper was wearing on his feet before the game, which is the Philly fanatic in his cleats. Yeah. And, and it's a random question. I guess I'm putting you on the spot, but you're normally good in these situations. 
if you could think of one of the worst mascots in the history of sports, just a guy that's it's irrational to even have this type of a mascot. Can you think of one? I've still never fully been able to understand why Stanford's mascot is a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, will can you help me with that? Uh, like I, it's very intimidating when you just see a tree with eyes. I'm like, oh, interesting. I, and, and you know what? It's, is there a cardinal in the tree? But it's not even the cardinal of the bird. It's supposed to be the color, right? Correct. <laughs> and I've never seen a tree that color. There's no, it's, it's never it's never. Fully made sense to me. I, the, the moment you guys say goodbye to me, I'm going to Google this because uh, I, I didn't know the question was coming. But that is the one thing that is off stuck in my head. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. You just have a tree sitting there. I, I've, I've never fully grasped it. I knew you'd come through. Greeny, thanks so much. All the best. All right, fellas. All right, buddy. All right, again, Greeny on Get Up and also host of Greeny from 10 to noon Eastern ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. That is the question, guys, because it's just, I don't know, it's a Friday, right? Yeah. It's like one of these things that you just see. You see Bryce Harper do. You're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Philly Fanatic. You're like, not a lot of mascots left in sports. And then the ones mm-hmm. that are left, you're like, maybe it's time. CeCe brought up the USC Trojans. That's another interesting <laughs> one. There, there is a story behind yeah. that, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. 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 Maybe we uh, should discuss never that see, well. Never see him on campus, but always at the games. Mm. <laughs> always at the game, but yeah. not in the game. <laughs> I think you Sorry, guys know yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't. Call in at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, the worst mascot in all of sports. And what does Jay mean by the fact that the USC Trojan is not in the game? <laughs> That's coming up next after SportsCenter. TLC, draws a crowd, Aldridge, count it, a three. That is a new dimension. That courtesy of the Yes Network, there's LaMarcus Aldridge making his debut with the Brooklyn Nets. Yet another new face on the team, but no KD, no James Harden, no Blake Griffin. So, L.A. had himself a game, 11 points, 9 rebounds to help Brooklyn with a 111-89 win over Charlotte. We did say 11 points, 9 rebounds, right? Yeah, but it's a decent game. It's not a game. It's a game. had a good game for a guy that was on the scrap heap. Come on now. All right, Brooklyn is 12-2 since the start of March. Kyrie Irving had 15 points of his own. He Is had, that a good game? That's a game. On 17 shots. That's a game. Hey, okay. they won by like 30. The Lakers, meanwhile, stop as if you heard this before. Andre Drummond's hurt, but they're optimistic that Andre Drummond won't miss much time due to a toe injury that he suffered in his Lakers debut on Wednesday. The team's already dealing with injuries to stars LeBron James and Anthony Davis put everyone in bubble wrap. To college basketball, Roy Williams, coach of North Carolina, decided to retire after 18 seasons in Chapel Hill, 33 overall in college hoops. Williams is already in the Basketball Hall of Fame. He has won 903 games, the fourth most in Division I history. He's led UNC to three national titles, the most in school history. Sports Center brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. KJZ, Alan Hahn, Chris Kenny kicking it with Jay Will. I thought the Stanford tree was probably one that you could definitely put on the list of mascots that don't make sense. Yeah, I don't understand. It's a tree. It. It's got like uh, toe mater from cars, those kind of eyes and the mm-hmm. tooth, you know, the I'm, buck teeth. I'm looking at pictures of it right now. It, yeah, it's a little the weird. The teeth kind of freak me out yeah it's the teeth it's just um very yeah. pronounced yeah 
And you know, trees have teeth. See, before you went and destroyed the USC Trojan, I, I, I didn't felt destroy like, them. I, know, I feel like you, you, I you didn't know. destroy them. Well, I mean, I guess you ruined the image for me because if I'm thinking of guys on the horse, he gets off the horse, he's got the sword, he's I mean, you know, what, puts yeah, it in the sword. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I get it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's all yeah. coming together now. Now it makes yes. sense. So it. it's at the game, <laughs> not, in, not the in the game. game. Yeah. He should be in every game. Should be. Should be. Should be the MVP. Operative word. Should. Should be yes. the MVP. Yes. It's, very use, it's a yeah. very useful mascot, would you yeah. say? Yeah. That's a lot that's, of utility. Lot of, yeah, a lot of utility. Mm-hmm. Yes. I get utility it now. Utility player, right? All right, so then you'd put that as one of the most important mascots in sports. Yes. CC's yes. a dead face. I can't but tell you. Yeah, he's really good at dead face. Stays right very in character good. the whole time. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I want to hear from you, the listener, about mascots uh. And maybe some of the worst. I feel like what's gritty from the Flyers is one of those just completely unnecessary mascot, right? Others. Mm -hmm. We begin with Jerry in Georgia. Who do you got for us, Jerry? Hey, uh, I I live fairly close to the the Florida line and and was moved here four years ago looking for a baseball team to go see. And I found a minor league team in Jacksonville. And they're the jumbo shrimp. So their mascot is a big, ugly shrimp named Scampi. Embarrassing. I can't even wear a ball cap with a shrimp on it. So. It's not as good as Bubba Gump shrimp. That should have been his nickname. Yes. I'll tell you what. The Pelicans had one back in the day. As I look it up, the, the, the King Cake Baby. Have you heard about this? No, oh my I, God, I, I no. have not. That no, it's like that a, sounds it, like it, an R and B. It's like, like a, a six foot Chucky doll, essentially. Oh Lord. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. It's a King Cake Baby. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get yet. that. Well, Pelicans in general. Yeah, like does anyone like? It's like, how do you before the game? It's like, get ready for the Pelicans. Like when they were coming up with the team name, like they were in a think tank and they were like, you know what? State we go, we gonna kill them with this one, <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. They ain't gonna see it coming. Right, all right. That's Come one on, that man. really incites. You just know another aggression. one. You know another one that's a little bit curious. What's that? Brutus from Ohio State. I don't just, understand. It's, the, it's yeah. the Ohio State Buckeyes, right. Brutus. Yeah, but a Buckeye is just a leaf. Like, but that's what. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, like the mascot. Mm. The, you know, the, I don't know. Let's keep this going. I'm curious. S- Steve in New York. Steve, worst mascot you can think of. Hey guys, what's up? Um, so I gotta say, it's gonna be for me the Boston Red Sox, um, Green Monster Wally, the Green Monster, and. That's it's the best to reveal story. Yeah, the best reveal story for a um, debut of a mascot was there was no announcement. Boston Red Sox never had a mascot, never needed a mascot. They didn't tell the fans nothing. They just revealed him in the middle of the game. They introduced him. He came out of the Green Monster, and thirty-seven thousand fans just booed him. <laughs> what a shock! <laughs> Collectively, what a shock! It's actually brilliant too because you figure a Boston fans would hate something like that. I would think in baseball when you think of mascots, right? Mr. Met, lovable. Yeah. Right? Yeah, lovable. lovable. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Met, more lovable. Mm-hmm. Right? Cozy. To yeah. a point where even like Noah Syndergaard's actually hitting on Mrs. Met. Yeah. Where Mr. Met doesn't like it, <laughs> which makes it fun. Rob in Detroit. Rob. Hey, guys. Good Friday to you all. Uh, I got a two Friday. for one for you. So I grew up uh, in a suburb outside of Detroit. Um, and the high school I went to was right on the border of two townships, Plymouth Township and Salem Township. And so that we were the Rocks. And originally it was the Plymouth Rocks, which makes sense. But they built a brand-new high school 
the mid two thousands and they split it. So now it's the Salem Rocks, which doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. And the Do new high school they voted to be the like, we are the Rocks. Yeah, what's, yeah, we are the Rocks. Yeah, it was a ter- terrible mascot. And the the new school became the Plymouth Predators, which they promptly oh, changed to good. the Wildcats because they thought it was a bad idea. They have a bunch of preteen adolescent sports teams uh, be the Predators. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think Predators was probably one where once you put it out there and then you read it, you went, yeah, no, no, Predators was yeah, probably a bad not, idea. Yeah. Let's bring that one back, no doubt. Jeff in Pennsylvania, what do you got for us, Jeff? Worst mascot. I'm still trying to get over Jay Will's Trojan thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. A lot of thanks people are, apparently. Thanks, guys, for the visual <laughs> on my way to work. You guys really crack me up every freaking morning. I greatly appreciate you guys. Prayers to Keyshawn and Zubin. Hope those guys get back soon. But I got to go. What the hell was the thing that the Montreal Expos had? Who was the That's fuzzy little great. dude, and what was he? Christ. That's a great <laughs> question. Yeah, great right. question. You got to Google that for yeah. me. That's that's right. It. it that that one I'm, I'm missing right now, but, but I do but it was not. It wasn't that. right though. You it's, knew it no, wasn't was right. Wrong. You, you just, yes. It's like that Jerry curl that doesn't really curl. <laughs> You knew it wasn't right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you just, it just was uncomfortable. Yeah, everybody Google that right now yeah. while we move on to, uh, let's go to Melissa in Michigan. Good morning, Melissa. Hey. Hey, how are you guys doing this Good. morning? I just wanted to reiterate what the guy in Pennsylvania said, that every morning people laugh at me because I'm laughing my head off on my way to work. So uh, listening to you guys, and it's, I just, ever since my boyfriend got me serious, I just, all I can do is, like, don't call me. I'm listening to the radio. Yes. <laughs> so, Melissa, anyway, it. <laughs> seriously, it's, I'm like, this is my drive time, guys. Leave me alone. So, anyway, <laughs> um, the Quakers, Univers- University of Pennsylvania Quakers, if you know anything about the Quakers yes. and what they stand for, it makes no um, sense. you know, a fighting sports team that's, <laughs> you know, doing everything they can to win and, and just be their best and you know, you really don't want to root for a sport team that does everything in moderation. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Right, right, exactly. So that's all I had to say. No, no, Melissa, that's great. <laughs> Thank you so much also for the compliments. And, and I just checked it. So, Yuppie is the – I remember. And they used Yuppie. it in the Olympics yeah. when Montreal – and so it just became the mascot with the Expos. And I, Yuppie, he looks and like he's cousins with Gritty, though. Can I? Can I? Tell he you looks like he's cousins with yeah, Gritty, or like, or like yeah, like a, like, like an uncle mascot. or something. Yeah. That definitely. This yeah. is really bad of me. Yeah. Do not judge me. That's gonna I, happen anyway. I love seeing mascots fight. It is one of my <laughs> favorite things to laugh at. Well, Robin Lopez does that with mascots uh, in, the, in the NBA. There have been some epic fights out there where, like, you see, like, because it, it happens, like, where mascots get a little chippy oh, with yeah. the other mascot, oh, or they yeah. bump into each other. And like you know, guys have beef, right? But like when somebody like Ace Ventura, like when like when he clocks like the Miami, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that, I just I I can't I turn into an yeah, immature little kid. Jay Will, you know another cool one? The Washington Nationals, they have the ex president's mascot. Oh, the race, oh, yeah. race, the race. Yes. around the, race. the ballpark. So That's awesome. Welcome that back awesome. to baseball. They never let Teddy win, though. I never understood that. <laughs> they never let Teddy win. I'm trying to hold up, Teddy man. back. He's a rough rider. Always trying to hold Teddy one more. Down, Let's man. get one more here real quick. Let's go to Tony in Atlanta. Tony, ATL. Hey, how you guys doing this morning? What's up, T? Good morning. Hey, I'm originally from Montgomery, Alabama, and they've got a AAA affiliate. I can't recall the team, but the mascot is a biscuit. So the name of the team is <laughs> the Montgomery Biscuits. And every now and then, they're holding a promotion where, like, the first 3,000 fans get some free serve when they walk inside the stadium. And I just 
I played sports growing up, but I just wouldn't be afraid of a biscuit. They got this guy running around in a big biscuit outfit. They got butter on that biscuit? They got butter and some syrup on that biscuit, Tony? You better put some syrup on that biscuit now. It makes me wonder, man, but I enjoy you guys. So keep going. I'm going to gain 30 pounds if I go to those games. I'm going to be there. First person in line waiting for them damn biscuits Stop every day. Up with a biscuit. So you going honey butter or you going syrup? I'm go, I, go, I, go, I go a little butter and then I go a little splash of syrup a on top of it. splash of syrup? Okay. Yeah, I'm I telling like you, I'll go back to what I said. You talked about you love watching mascots fight. And I'm going to tell the story again. It's the late 90s. The Islanders changed their logo, changed everything. They brought this guy in. He looked like he just looked They had this old fisherman looking guy with a red light on the helmet. It was awful looking. And this poor dude, I'm telling you, and he would come up into the press box to take a break from walking around the, the crowd, and they would literally just walk up to him and just pound him, knock him down. He'd get pummeled in the stands. He'd come up. He'd take the helmet off. He's exhausted, sweaty. He's like, those people are so mean. Like, they're your own fans, and they're kicking your – oh, my God. And I also was, feel like the now, mascot – Is that worse than throwing snowballs at Santa Claus, like like the Philadelphia sports Beating up your own yeah. mascot versus yeah. throwing snowballs at Santa on – Come yeah. on, man. Beating up your yeah, own yeah, mascot? Well, it's on the same level now. It is. And why do I feel like all mascots, like back in the day, all the guys just talk like this as the mascot? Oh, yeah. Like, what, what are you smoking? 20 packs smoke, of cigarettes a day? Smokers call. <laughs> all right, coming up next, more madness. Take it or shake it after Jay has this from Indeed. Regular job sites can take days to find the right candidate. But with Indeed, it can take seconds thanks to Indeed Instant Match. You see, Indeed Instant Match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database and instantly finds you up to 20 people whose resumes match your job criteria. Want to narrow the list even further? Add Add an Indeed skills test to see a candidate's skills that goes beyond their resume. Maybe that's why Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Chris Canny. <laughs> and Jay Will hitting the Carlton right now. Hey. <laughs> so when we, when we opened the show, what were we playing? Oh, we were playing uh, a, a North Carolina song, a country song. Uh-huh. Jay got up and started line dancing. Yeah. Really? He was actually yeah, look- doing the electric slide, but it still, he it pulled it like off. It looked like a line dance? Yeah. Oh, I can line dance now. But, I mean, yeah. You know they do that in the South a ton. Yeah. yeah like parties, they do line dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, why are you saying I mean, that? I, say, I, I went to school in Virginia. We never did a line dance. Well, you guys are kind of like. Never did a line dance in college. Oh, we really call Virginia the South South. Okay. But it, right. is, 
But it is the South. But it is the South. Don't tell a Virginian they're well, not yeah, the South. That's true. That's true. Well, yeah, exactly. Just, just <laughs> go ahead and punt on that one. Punt on that one, Jay Will. Stay employed on that one. and move on from that subject <laughs> that, matter. Jay Will punt. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Take you it or shake it is a good thing to get to <laughs> yes, right now. There you go. And let's let let's let our man let's let Pat take it over from here, Pat. Guys, Justin Fields should be the fifth QB off the board. Take it or shake it. Justin Fields should be the fifth quarterback. Shake, shake it. it. Shake, shake that. It. Shake that. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to subscribe to this whole thing. Like Justin Fields is the fifth best quarterback. Like, I watched him, and I know Dan Orlovsky had this moment yesterday yeah. with social media where he went back and forth talking mm-hmm. about Justin Fields as a leader and as a hard worker. And then he came back and said, I spoke to people and he is a hard worker. Like I've known Justin Fields for the past year. We've spoken on DMs constantly. He wants to be great. This kid shows toughness. And I think that, you know, we always get into the hype of the draft CC, but this dude is a winner. And he knows how to play. He's one of the best QBs in the draft. Exactly. And you've seen it for two years. Like, you've seen Justin Fields play at a really high level at Ohio State. And I get it. A lot of people look at Dwayne Haskins coming out of that offense with one year, high expectations, didn't live up to it in two years in the NFL. But Justin Fields is just different. He's a different level athlete. His commitment to being great, to commitment to excellence, is at a different level than Dwayne Haskins. There's nothing from a physical attribute standpoint that you would want Justin Fields to have that he doesn't have. And, and he, listen to Matt he also, Miller. Then he also, yeah, but Matt he Miller also shows, says, scout, scout's the player, yeah, not, not the, the helmet. helmet. Right. And he also shows some toughness, too, playing through some pain. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's move on. Kevin Durant is currently the third biggest star on the Nets. Take it or shake it. Shake, shake it. it. Shake, shake it. it. Third biggest star in what? No. What kind of questions? No. no. He ain't even the third That's... biggest star in the NBA, everybody. Let's not forget who he is now just because he's not playing. Now, if you want to have recency bias and it's the fact that I don't see you so you don't exist, sure, you could be that guy, but that makes you a casual. If you know the NBA, he might be – no, he, he is, is the second biggest star in the league. Like, he's still alive, everybody. He's not. His career's not over, and when he did play – He's still one of the baddest scorers on the planet, if not the baddest scorer on the planet. You ready for this, Alan? I'm ready. Y'all know who I am. Mm-hmm. Y'all know who I am. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. He yeah. said it for y'all. Yeah. He said it for you. D- don't forget. And there's no reason for him to rush back because his team has won 20 out of the last 23 games they played. Yep. Now, this so whole thing he got into a Michael right. Rappaport, we will address that that's later. Because okay. Not like that. Yeah, that's a different story. I do not like that. But that's who he is. Roy Williams is one of the top five basketball coaches of all time. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Time. Okay. Shake it. Give me your top five, Alan. I'm not going to do it off the top of my head, but I'm going well, to tell you, you this. No, no, no. Uh, don't prepare for that. You can't what happened was, I'll tell you, you what. can't say he, you're going to shake it and then not give me your top five. Yeah, you wouldn't have to be at the top five. of your list, though. Wouldn't have. Okay. Wouldn't Coach K? Coach K's at the top of the list. You got, again, John Thompson is, is, is high on that list, certainly, as Roy well. Roy Williams has impact. more championships than John Thompson. Is it going to be wins. about that, or is it going to be about, uh, about I, greatness? Give me your Roy ju- Williams is a legendary coach who did nothing legendary. He didn't build a program. Wow. He's a legendary coach who didn't do anything legendary, and that is not hate. He got he North built, Carolina. He didn't build a program. How about the coach that was before him? Are you naming a building after him? Dean Smith? Well, yeah, Dean Smith is on that level. Dean Smith's got to be on that list, too. Okay, Dean Smith. So, so think, right. again, just think about what I'm trying to say here. 
it is not about it's again every time we make these levels every time we create these rooms about mm-hmm. certain people like Michael Jordan LeBron James who's in the penthouse who's on the second floor it's as if being on the second floor means I'm saying you suck it does not it just means that Roy Williams the issue there now Kansas he certainly did a great job at Kansas yep. no doubt about it but when you have what the years that he had at North Carolina he had great success he didn't build that program though what, you, have to, you have done. to build the program to be one of the greatest coaches of all time? I think it's a big part of the it's requisite. It's a part of it, yeah. Or having impact on the game. So, so I mean, if you're building programs, like you're saying, okay, so Adolf Rupp, are you, like, we can, we can yeah. dig deep into that because that was different. I mean, it's, it's about timing. You're giving me a lot of nuances now. If you're saying hey, look, you have to build a program. Look, 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 I'm sorry, but you have to have different levels and different protocols when you are making lists like this of all time. Five all Final time. Fours. You realize college ACC basketball has been played for 100 years now, right? I, like you, I, We're getting I, to that point I, I where do, it's a century old. But I'm not so the we one can't who, just have our, our generation all the time and say, this is it, just this block of coaches. Do, do, you are, are you I naming a gym after Roy Williams at Chapel Hill? Well, you can't do no. that at Chapel because Dean Thank Smith you. was there. Are you naming and, but the court that's after like him? That's 0.001% though All right, well, of that, college basketball. I mean, come on. I don't know. I, I think you rattled off five coaches that I would say no, are he rattled clearly off above four. Roy Williams. Clearly. Four. He rattled off four. Listen, four. Listen, the Roy Williams Student Athlete Library, you can certainly have that. You cannot have it called the Roy Williams say, Dome. He's never done anything legendary. What has he done legendary? He's won three national championships, That's Alan. Great. How many coaches have won three national championships? That's the third most, right? Yes. Well, thank, that's legendary. No, it's well, number one's legendary. Oh, my goodness. Like, what is, again, why do we have to keep changing levels? Oh. Legendary is here. There's a penthouse for legendary. Oh. Yeah. It's, there's no, like, hey, we're going to share this floor. So, Coach Hell K is no. not legendary because he has five? That's what you're saying? Think about it Coach for a K second. Legendary. We'll go to break yeah. so you can think about it. Then we'll come back and we'll rehash it. Put me on the spot. Yeah, At I mean, least Roy Williams has there. the court named after him. <laughs> Good for him.